welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. I, I'm sometimes I'm such a bad host. Sometimes, well, welcome, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. It's my show. Uh, I, I'm I'm such a bad host. Sometimes I'm sorry. I come in and I tell my 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 team around me. Here's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about all of these things, and I'm going to do it in this order. And then I get in, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'd rather talk about this instead. And it throws everybody for a loop. So I'm I'm going to shift. I got to say that word properly. <laughs> Welcome. The phone number is 877-973-7425. But don't call you. Just just listen to me for just a moment. I'm, I've, I've had this thought. This is the danger of live talk radio. I don't use a script. I'm always amazed at the people who think I have a script writer. I, I found out, I mean, I, I see these people who say they're they're chief writers for different radio shows. Like, what the hell? What is, what is a writer for a radio show? I just open my mouth and stuff comes out. I It's like... Uh, three hours of me just talking. I've got a wife and kids. It's the three hours of the day I get to talk. I, I don't understand how people have writers. Stuff just comes to my head. It's, it's just the epiphany, the revelation. And this just hit me as we were coming on air. If I were the Republican Party, I would stick my tongue so far down the political press's throat the day after the election that you can tell what they had for breakfast in their stomach. I mean, I would be giving them the sloppiest wet kiss possible. I think the media unknowingly, unbeknownst to them without realizing it, have handed this whole election to the Republicans nationwide. The media did this. Yes, the Democrats played a starring role but if you wanted to script it, I mean, hell, I would give a, an Emmy to the ABC News president who scripted the January 6th hearings. I'm telling you. Here's the thing. I I, I want to I wanna do something to you. This is, let, let, me, let me see if I can fire up something I've got on my soundboard here. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, you know what? I, I, so I'm going to play this real quick. Uh, just Just bear with me. You can hear that music, can't you? The Ashokan Farewell song, but you can also hear me, can't you? So you know what the music is there. You're familiar with it. You've heard the rhythm of it, but you also hear my voice. You have two separate things going at the same time. You have this over here with this rhythm and melody and music, and this over here with a different rhythm and melody. It's two separate things. I can, I can stop the music there. You, you get what I'm saying here. You can listen to those two things. You know what they both are, and you can hear them separate, and you can focus on the one you wish to focus on. The media has spent the last year and a half on abortion and stolen election, democracy is under threat, January 6th crap. Meanwhile, the Democrats have spent $46 million funding Republicans who said the election was stolen. Many of them are about to win. So this is what I'm going for. This is what I'm going for. The, the, the Wall Street Journal has a poll. And the polling is very, very interesting to me. There's been a massive shift at the end of undecided women, white suburban women, 
which pollsters say make up about 20% of the electorate, according to the Wall Street Journal, have shifted 26 points away from the Democrats since the Journal's August poll, and they now favor the GOP by 15 percentage points. As I have mentioned repeatedly, white suburban women are those undecided voters who make up their mind at the end of the election, which is why the Herschel Walker hit job from the Daily Beast came out a couple of weeks ago. It was to try to persuade those white suburban women. What has the media done? They focused on democracy being under threat. Even the the uh, double standard, and by the way, it is a true double standard, on how the media is handling the Paul Pelosi attack. They're outraged that Carrie Lake laughingly said Nancy Pelosi has a lot of security in D.C. and none in her San Francisco home. And Oh, how could she do this? This is just a disaster. Democracy is under threat. Republicans are focused on crime in the economy. Back back, back to the music. You can hear the two competing rhythms and melodies. You can't hear anything. You couldn't hear anything. Could you not hear the sound at all, Jim? Oh, that's terrible. Well, I'm, I don't have it right now. I did turn it off. So I was playing the Ashokan Farewell earlier. People couldn't hear that one. That's disappointing. I was trying to, this one, can you hear that? Barely. Let's go here. Yeah, here we go. Y'all know this song from the Civil War? Yeah. But the point of this is, you can hear the rhythm and the sound of music and you can hear my voice. It's two competing absolutely competing sounds and you can hear them separately and you gravitate towards one or the other. The media and the Democrats have been completely abortion and democracy is under threat. Abortion and democracy is under threat. Republicans have been crime in the economy. It's two completely different messages, two separate messages. The media refuses to talk about crime. In fact, they dismiss crime. They say it's, it's, it's Republican racism. It's not true. It's not real. The data doesn't support it. Never mind. The data has been fudged or withheld. Uh, people feel it in their communities. People feel the crime in their communities. They are worried about the crime in their communities. And the media is talking about threats to democracy. The Republicans are talking about the economy. They're talking about gas prices. Meanwhile, Joe Biden wants you to know gas prices are going down, which may be going down, but they're still higher than before the election of 2020. And Joe Biden is trying to tell you that actually things are, the gas is cheaper than then, and it's simply not true. So by the media focusing, nonstop focusing, nonstop, never, ever changing, focusing on the threats to democracy, focusing on abortion, 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 abortion. Oh, my gosh, you women, you vote on abortion, 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 abortion. Here are the Republicans over here saying, actually, you know, the economy. Actually, you know, crime. Actually, you know, inflation. And voters gravitated towards the rhythm of that. There was just this great competing message. And you heard one from Republicans and one from the media echoing the Democrats. And what it told the voters and reinforced for the voters is that the Democrats themselves don't have a message for me. 
the Democrats themselves don't have anything to sell me. See, the voters don't actually think democracy is that threatened. Those who do are already Democrats voting Democrat. Yes, there is polling. 60% of people who believe democracy is threatened are voting Democrat, and it turns out that about 100% of those people are Democrats already. Independent voters, they are deeply worried about the state of the economy. I saw some intellectual elitist, some Federation of American Scientists or some such say, ha, how about that? Turns out that people are perfectly happy to live in an authoritarian regime as long as they're making some money. This explains why the elite have gotten the China policy of this country wrong for decades. Yes, people are perfectly happy to live in an authoritarian regime where they can make some money. If you can prioritize allowing people to make some money, you can prioritize saving the democracy. But here also, here also is the thing. Our democracy is not threatened. Any more than we're all going to die of climate change. Our democracy is not threatened. People on the left view democracy as threatened because they have an existential hate of people on the right. Do I think Donald Trump did bad things? Yes. Do I think January 6th was bad? Yes. I've condemned it all. But, you know, by saying, I don't think democracy is under assault, they're like, oh, you're, you're a denier. You're in a, with the election deniers. And this is the point. It has become dogma on the left. And because it's become dogma on the left, it's been embraced by the media. And so the media as well is echoing this point that, oh, democracy is threatened. You've got to vote. You've got to vote Democrats. People aren't voting to save a democracy they don't believe is threatened. Then they look at the Democrats and they see the Democrats don't believe it's threatened either. So they're voting for their pocketbook issues. It's the economy stupid. It's always been the economy stupid. And that the Democrats forgot it means the Democrats are the stupid ones. Here's Kornacki, Steve Kornacki on NBC. This is new from Gallup. They ask folks the issues they consider the most important, very important. And you see the economy tops it, abortion, second crime, gun policy, immigration. Then you ask folks who say these are the most important issues to them, how they intend to vote. And I think this is interesting, too, because look at this. On all but one of these topics, Republicans have an advantage. And on three of them, the economy, crime, immigration, Republicans have massive advantages over Democrats. So when you look at this issue set, you look at how these voters are breaking along these issues, you see what looks like a significant Republican advantage. But again, you go back to that generic ballot, and this is not right now looking like a runaway in the polls for Republicans. Crime has been the sleeper issue when I go out and talk to voters in some of these states. You know, it's not scientific, but it's just one of those things that keeps coming up that I feel like maybe we miss in some of our conversations otherwise. Yes, exactly. Crime is that issue you miss. You miss it regularly. This is not good for Democrats at the end of the day. This is not good on the generic ballot for the GOP with the Wall Street Journal poll, the NBC Wall Street Journal poll, the GOP registered voter poll, registered voter poll means that it's all voters who are registered, not just those who intend to, to go vote. It leans to the Democrats and it's got R plus two. This is the way the Wall Street Journal sums it up. The survey conducted two weeks before the election suggests abortion rights are less important in voting decisions than voters indicated in the summer. Pray tell. Republicans have regained momentum and hold a slight edge over Democrats. 
The focus on the economic stuff, particularly inflation, is helpful to the GOP headed into the final stretch, said Republican pollster Tony Fabrizio. Yes, told you so. It was also conducted with John Anzalon, who is a Democratic pollster. Mr. Anzalon said, or Anzalone said, the, the most concerning matter for Democrats is that independent voters don't trust the Democrats to handle rising prices. Voters trust the Republicans on that right now. That's tough sledding for us, he said. They even interview a voter in Pennsylvania who was going to vote for John Fetterman because she's a pro-abortion voter and said things are actually so bad, might as well let the Republicans get in there and sort it out and we can take them out in two years. The Republicans owe the media a massive thank you gift or a big wet kiss at least. The media has spent so much time focusing on threats to democracy and abortion they ceded all the ground to the GOP on the economy and crime. Because what the Democrats did is they focused on the rest of democracy. They didn't offer a competing view of the economy. They didn't offer a competing view of crime. They offered a completely different, unrelated message on threats to democracy. And the voters do not believe democracy is threatened. The voters do not believe that abortion should be the big issue right now. The voters believe the economy and inflation and crime, pocketbook issues and matters of personal safety overwhelm everything else. And by the media focusing on what was in the Democratic bubble and what the Democrats wanted and what the Democrats believed has allowed the Republicans absolute dominance in the messaging. There's been no competing message on the issues voters care about. The Democrats never even bothered to provide an alternative. They just claim, well, Republicans will make it worse than we've made it without anything to prove otherwise. Even their Inflation Reduction Act was billed as a climate change piece of legislation, ultimately not as an Inflation Reduction Act. The Democrats, with their friends in the media, gave away the 2022 election to the Republicans. And the polls at the end have shifted so dramatically, even the morning consult poll, which has had the Democrats up five forever, now has a tied race. Doom is coming. Let's pause and just talk about what's going on in the country for a moment. We got sky-high inflation. We got runaway government spending. Trust in Washington is completely eroded. When government is this dysfunctional, you got to change the course of the country. You know you have to. That's why I'm excited about the work Americans for Prosperity is doing. They're focused on policy solutions that actually improve people's lives, unlike so many in D.C. who just want to play political football and have power. Americas for Prosperity doesn't just come up with solutions. They act on those solutions. They have the largest network of community activists in the country. They are out there every day talking to millions of their fellow Americans. If you're interested in seeing how you can get started with Americans for Prosperity in your community, visit americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. That's americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on this here program. Uh, there's a story at Breitbart I keep getting asked a lot about. There's a congressman who has gone missing. He happens to be a Georgia congressman. His name is David Scott. Uh, here's what I can tell you, and, and I'm, I'm getting inquiries from all over the place 
uh, Breitbart put the story up and people are reaching out where you're the guy in Georgia. Maybe, you know, I, I, I have heard rumors. Where is David Scott? He literally, he, he has not been on the campaign trail. David Scott uh, disappeared from the campaign trail some weeks ago, the Democratic congressman. He's got a Republican challenger. This district is a D-plus-14 district. Um, in a very big wave year, maybe the Republicans could win it, but uh, even in a big wave year, given the percentage of black voters in the district, I think it's going to be very hard for a Republican to win, but Scott has gone missing. Here is what I am told very reliably. David Scott has been in poor health for some time. And there was a movement to try to gently ease him out the door and move Lucy McBath of Georgia's 6th Congressional District into his district by Democrats to save Carolyn Bordeaux and Lucy McBath both. But Scott refused to be eased out the door. And so McBath moved over into the 7th Congressional District in Georgia ousted Carolyn Bordeaux in that seat and is there now, will more than likely win that race, barring some unforeseen wave bigger than even the one I'm thinking happens now, and Scott will get reelected in his seat. But the rumors in Georgia are that David Scott is in very bad health. He has been for some time. David Scott is liked by a ton of Democrats and Republicans. In fact, the progressive Democrats hate him more than any other group because they don't feel like he's one of them. Uh, They've tried repeatedly to try to oust him, but he's held on in that district in Georgia. And he's got good uh, Republican support, so much so that for a time he had been drawn out of his district. So he didn't even live in the district he represented. And the GOP was happy to put him back into his district uh, this past time because they like him. They've gotten along with him. He's done a lot for bipartisanship. So no one is really out there pushing hard to try to get David Scott out of office Um, The good Lord himself may be doing it from some of the rumors in Georgia, Uh, but in any event, he is AWOL on the campaign trail, has not been seen, and you will note that no one in the press is out there pushing to figure out what's going on. I do believe if it was a Republican similarly situated, the media would be all over the story on his doorsteps demanding a statement from him or his doctors, and that's not happening here, which again, I just think is a media double standard, but that being said, this is a district where I don't foresee a Republican winning the seat. Um, it's It's been drawn to be such a heavily Democratic district. I hope that answers the questions for everybody. I, I this, this story, I've been sent it probably a dozen times now for people all over the country asking what the heck is going on. That, to my knowledge, is what's going on. Now, when we come back... I have more early voting analysis, the real detailed stuff you can check out by texting data to 33777, get a subscription. I've been doing this on a daily basis. If I were a Democrat looking at what's going on, holy moly, I think it's bad. I really actually think it is bad. And I, I'm, I've i gone wobbly on whether there's a runoff or not, but I actually do think that um, Herschel Walker can get out of this without a runoff. I actually do think it's possible for that to happen. All right, we'll be back with a detailed analysis. The holidays are the most exciting time of year, and if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you need to get the best night's sleep every single night, particularly before your kids wake you up 
early during the holidays. My goodness gracious. It's easier than it sounds, though. You need the softest, most luxurious organic cotton sheets from Bull and Branch. Their sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They make a difference. You can truly feel night after night. Forget the script that they gave me to read. Y'all, let me just tell you, Bull and Branch, I sleep on their sheets, and they get softer every single time I wash them. They are so soft at this point. Like, they start out, and they're fine. They're good sheets. You can tell they've got a nice weight to them. They've got a good thread count. The quality of the fabric is is very nice. But the more you wash them, the more you realize how good they are because they get softer, but they don't fray. That makes a real difference. I can tell you, I sleep on Bowling Branch sheets. I bought them myself even. They didn't send them to me as an advertiser. I actually bought them. We've been buying them for a while. They're towels and other things as well. But their signature sheets, they come wrapped and ready in a beautiful holiday gift box for you. Your gifts are going to look great. You can give these sheets to people you love. Bring home a better night's sleep this holiday season with Bowling Branch Bedding. For a limited time, 20% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code ERIC, bowlandbranch.com. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of the program, glad to have you with me. And now that I got all that off my chest, let me get back to the stuff I was going to talk about. There is some breaking news out of Arizona right now. The libertarian candidate there has dropped out of the race and endorsed Blake Masters. That's an extremely close race, and that could help Blake Masters. I continue to look at the turnout around the country. If you really want to get the deep dive, um, I really do hope you'll subscribe because every day this week in the run-up to the election, I've been diving through nationally the turnout. Uh, the early voting, and I'm trying to do some detailed write-ups every day of where things are headed, particularly in the key swing states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, uh, even down into Florida and Texas, Louisiana, places like that. Uh, Just interesting data that's out there. I follow a lot of people who write about it, and I've been going through and looking at the numbers myself. Very interesting data. If you want to, uh, text the word DATA to 33777, text DATA to 33777, and uh, you can subscribe, and you will get that in your inbox along with the daily show notes, and as stuff updates, I will update you guys. Here's what I'm seeing nationwide. There are patterns, as I have mentioned ad nauseum, patterns that occur, and Democrats tend to dominate early voting. And in many places, Democrats are still in the lead in early voting, including where I am in Georgia and in Nevada, where Adam Laxalt is expected to win the Senate. The problem is not that Democrats are dominating the early voting. That was expected. The problem is the margins. In Nevada, typically, the Democrats run up about a 15 percentage point lead in the early vote. Joe Biden, just for perspective, in Nevada, in 2020, Joe Biden won by 2.3, I think, percent of the vote. And Democrats had run up a 15 percentage point early vote in Clark County, Nevada. Clark County is Las Vegas. I'll be there next month. Clark County 
is overwhelmingly Democrat. The rest of the state outside Reno, by and large, is pretty Republican. Here's the problem for the Democrats. Keep in mind, Joe Biden won 2020 by 2.3% statewide in Nevada, and uh, the Nevada Democrats had built up a 15-point early vote lead headed into Election Day in Clark County. They're only at an eight-point lead right now. Yesterday, it was a nine-point lead. The Republicans began to surge. They're now at an eight-point lead in Clark County. But here's the other problem for the Democrats. In other counties in Nevada, Republicans are exceeding their historic turnout over the last four election cycles. That means that Republicans are building up margins in the rest of the state that haven't been seen before. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, doesn't that mean that it might decrease them on Election Day? No, that's that's the thing you got to remember. Um, we're seeing Republicans show up now, and there is still a massive Republican vote outstanding. The Democrats, in other words, are pouring their resources in early. Republicans have gotten to jump on it and still have many more votes to bank on Election Day. So the Democrats essentially have have given everything they've they've got in early voting, and the Republicans still have many more votes to give on Election Day. That's a problem in Nevada. In Florida, Republicans tend to do good in early voting, but Republicans have never done as well as they're doing right now. It's gotten so bad in Florida for Democrats that the Democratic Governors Association has pulled all of its money out, and now the Democratic Senate Campaign Committee, the DSCC, has pulled all of its money out as well. Uh, The DSCC is redirecting funds to Washington State. The DGA is moving funds to New York for Kathy Huckel. There is actually data in New York that Kathy Hugel is dragging down the rest of the ticket that she is not liked and she is sucking bad on the campaign trail. She has now gone so far as to declare Republicans concerned about crime is a conspiracy. That's going to hurt her. Now, what I'm really interested in because I'm close to home is Georgia, what's happening in Georgia. Uh, The Democrats in Georgia are leading the Republicans in turnout. Here's a problem, though. It's very much like the Nevada problem. Democrats always, since 2016 at least, have led the Republicans in early turnout. They're just not leading by the margins that they have led in the past. So typically, by the time you get to Election Day, Democrats have built up a pretty sizable lead in Georgia. And Republicans have to show up on Election Day, stand in line regardless of the weather, and try to overcome that lead. The Democrats have not built up a lead in Georgia. Yes, they're voting. They're just not voting at massive margins. My buddy Bill Crane actually sent me an email a little while ago on some of this. Uh, Clark County, for example, that is the University of Georgia. It is one of the worst performing counties in the state right now for early voting in terms of registered voters. That's the University of Georgia. Liberals should be there. Clayton County. Large black population that goes out and votes, they're not doing it at the rate they should. Richmond County is Augusta. Uh, The Augusta-Richmond County area is the second largest media market in Georgia after Metro Atlanta. And Columbia County, which is smaller by about 50,000 people than Richmond County, Columbia County is more heavily Republican. It's voting in excess of the Richmond County vote, just in total numbers generated. That's really a problem for Democrats nationwide if they want to hold on to the Senate. Uh, My buddy Jake Walker, who wrote with me for a long time at Red State, 
he also uh, has some data out that is worth looking at, and he's looking at Oconee County, Georgia. Oconee County is the Republican suburban community outside of the University of Georgia. Uh, If you're headed to the University of Georgia, you go through a place called Watkinsville. And Watkinsville, uh, that area and the Bogart area and stuff, you're going to go through Oconee County. Um, And Oconee County is the Republican sleeper community. Uh, It's got Bogart. It's got Ashland. It's got Watkinsville. It's got Bishop. It's got gorgeous, gorgeous country out there. It really is a pretty, the southern end of that county is just pretty place. And it's Republican. It's very Republican. And it is outpacing the turnout of every part of the state of Georgia by and large. And then south of Oconee County is Greene County. And Greene County is lake country. So Georgia, random trivia for you, doesn't have any natural lakes. All of Georgia's big lakes are man-made. And Greene County wraps around Lake Oconee, where all the rich people retire to after they leave Atlanta. And that county is going gangbusters. And that's kind of unusual. So when you see these patterns shape up, you can see and and interpret a couple of things. One, Stacey Abrams has kind of killed the ground game for Democrats in Georgia. She's not pulling it off. And Warnock has done something notable this time. So when you close out your campaign, you're supposed to close it out with a positive message. You end, you you beat the snot out of your opponent. And then at the end, you say, my name is Raphael Warnock. I want to remind you, I love puppies. I love Jesus and I love you and I love Georgia and please vote for me. And instead, the Warnock campaign till the bitter end is dogging Herschel Walker. Everything is attack, 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 attack. Herschel Walker has pivoted to a Vince Dooley ad. Now, for those of you who aren't college football fans, Vince Dooley is the legendary football coach of the University of Georgia. He was the football coach for a very long time. He is a legend in the state of Georgia. Even Auburn University in Alabama honored Vince Dooley the other day. He died. 90 years old. He was the University of Georgia football coach when Herschel Walker was there. and They won the national championship in the early 80s. And Herschel Walker's closing campaign commercial is Vince Dooley looking at the camera, saying, vote for Herschel Walker. Yeah. Herschel Walker said he thought it was inappropriate to run an ad with a dead man in it, and Vince Dooley's family insisted he keep up that ad. So he's doing it. I mean, that makes a good story whether it's true or not. I mean, oh, well, I was going to pull the ad, but the family said, no, no, Vince would want me to keep it up. Vince would want him to keep it up, I assure you. He was a big Herschel Walker supporter. That's why I think that Walker can get out of this without a runoff. The, the, the dynamic has shifted so much. But then it's not just Georgia. I spend a lot of time on Georgia, obviously. I'm, I live here, but it, it's not Georgia. Look at Texas. Texas is not a state that's going to go Democrat. But in South Texas, Hispanic voters are surging, and Democrats don't have an explanation for it. But I do. They're voting Republican. In Georgia, in Texas, in Florida, in Nevada, young voters are underrepresented in the early vote. Young voters are not showing up to vote. If you are under 30 years old and registered to vote, you're probably not voting. Less than 6% in Georgia, less than 5% in Texas. And then there's Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania at this time, in the 2020 election, 
there were more than 2 million early vote ballots cast. There's 777,000 right now. If I were a Democrat in Pennsylvania, I would be very concerned that the early voting that disproportionately favors Democrats is very low. It's lower than 2018. It's lower than 2020. That's a problem for the Democrats. This is a problem nationwide. It's occurring in Oregon. It's occurring in Arizona. It's occurring in New Mexico. It's occurring in Washington state. While Democrats lead, they don't lead by enough. Assuming there's the massive motivation out there, uh, massive motivation of Republican voters, which appears likely. The Wall Street Journal polling today shows the Republicans are disproportionately likely to go vote on election day. If that's the case, it's 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 the, the Democrats are going to have a real hard time. Now, listener Neil White uh, emails me and says, I should note, in fairness, Auburn University honored Vince Dooley because he was a, a war tiger eagle uh, before he was a bulldog. Uh, so that's why... Auburn University honored him. That's good. I did not realize that that Dooley had graduated from Auburn. I guess not. But, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Listen, uh, Drew, I know you're listening. No, not that Drew. The other Drew in North Carolina. I know you're listening. I don't understand it. Y'all are War Eagle and also Tigers, that comedian guy on on Instagram who has the we're going to be the we're going to be the Auburn Tigers, but also War Dam Eagle, but the War Eagle, Tiger, Tiger, War Eagle, War, Tiger, Eagle. I I. I don't understand you people. At least you finally get that new coach. God bless you. May you go to great success as you're still paying millions of dollars to your former coach and the former coach before the former coach. You're also playing millions. I I don't understand it. I mean, maybe pick like one mascot and then you can pick one coach. But nonetheless, I digress. There's a problem for Democrats. The problem is very simple. They are not as motivated to turn out as Republicans. And Republicans are focused on the issues that independent voters actually are focused on, the economy and crime. Democrats have intuitively believed that the existential threat of our democracy to our democracy matters more than everything else. But to voters, they don't feel like democracy is threatened, but they feel like their pocketbook is. They're voting for their pocketbook. And Democrats aren't really doing anything to alleviate the concerns. Democrats aren't doing anything to calm people's nerves about the economy. If anything, Joe Biden going out and saying he's going to put a a, a surtax on oil companies, that's just going to drive up oil prices. That's going to spook voters. It's not very smart. The, The Democratic play at the end just is not working for any of the voters. They've tuned it all out. They're focused exclusively on crime and the economy. And that matters so much more to people right now. And they're going to go vote Republican. The early voting number patterns for the Democrats show it. Now, one of those groups that's out doing door knocking and giving me some real-time feedback, which is actually kind of cool. It's actually kind of, yeah, I, I'm I'm very intrigued. Um. Americans for Prosperity is going out and they're doing door knocking with volunteers who are AFP members, and they're really focused overwhelmingly on people who don't vote in primaries, just general elections. And they're finding, like, for example, I know in Georgia they've been finding that general-only voters are breaking decisively for the GOP. 
Have you ever wanted to do that and you get real-time metrics? Have you ever wanted to show up at your school board and be the most informed person there and try to persuade them on good policy, learn how to make a two-minute pitch for good policy? Have you ever wanted to be able to approach your state legislator and be the most uh, articulate, effective spokesman for your idea? That's why you should consider joining AFP. They build activists at the grassroots around the country. They're not just a think tank in Washington. They do research and provide data for you at the local level to get involved and move politics to the right. They support free markets and free people. You should join a local chapter if you want to get better at this stuff. You go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. You can find your local chapter. You can help them start one. They will give you all the information, all the research for you to be an effective conservative activist at the grassroots level. And they give you the ideas and and give you the data to back up so many of the things you already believe about how free markets and free people are the best way to move forward. Check them out, americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. My friend Ginger confirms to me, just texted me and said, it is absolutely 100% true the Vince Dooley campaign asked the Herschel Walker team to please keep playing the Vince Dooley ad. The Walker team had decided to take it down and the Dooley family said, please keep it going. Uh, she confirms that that is true. Um, good for them. It is a powerful ad. If the University of Georgia beats Tennessee this coming weekend, uh, don't underestimate the ability of that to help Herschel Walker. I hope they've booked ad spots for the Vince Dooley ad during that game. Uh, that will motivate people in ways the national press does not understand. Uh, one other issue that I, I got to talk about real quick here on this democracy-threatened nonsense, and, and I do actually think that it is nonsense. Um, I, let, let me let me fire up the recorder so Philip can get this one. Eric Whipple is a media reporter for the Washington Post, and he wrote a defense of James Bennett, who was the New York Times editor who got fired for publishing the Tom Cotton column, uh, suggesting the military needed to be called into quell riots. Tom Cotton, by the way, will be joining me shortly on the phone. Eric Whipple wrote in defense of James Bennett, the New York Times editor who was fired over running the Tom Cotton column and said it came two years late because he was uh, in fear of ramifications for his career and professionally had he defended Tom Cotton earlier. Think about that. A member of the media was too scared to defend another member of the media for two years because of what might happen. And somehow we're to believe Republicans are a threat to democracy when members of the mainstream media are too scared to defend someone in the press for publishing the opinion of a Republican. We are supposed to believe that Republicans are a threat to democracy? I think we might need to rethink that. If you and the press can't cover, for example, uh, David Scott, the Democrat who has gone missing on the campaign trail two weeks, three weeks before the election, and you can't cover that because you're scared of the Democrats and the reaction to you, maybe there's a threat to democracy and it's not the one you're claiming. Honestly, let's be honest here. Democrats are just as authoritarian and totalitarian, if not more so than people on the right. 
it really is um, that that you've got a reporter, the Washington Post, who is scared to defend a New York Times editor because of what might happen to him in his career. There is your totalitarianism right there, and it's coming from the left, not the right. Now, if you want all the early voting scoop and more so all the breaking news and the like, don't forget to text DATA to 33777. Subscribe to my daily email. You should subscribe. Um, you can get a good radio discount, um, 15% off by texting DATA to 33777 and get the inside scoop as we get closer to